Roll it. If you get caught up in the details, you'll never do the thing that you're setting out to do. So there's like one big thing you're trying to accomplish, but then for that big thing to happen, what are the little steps in between that you actually need to need to fulfill? Hello world, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. It's time to level up. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Blessing Mbofu. Jeremy not feeling so good, so thankfully he's resting. I would hate for him to, you know, spread the sickness to us over the internet. <laughs> you know, you laugh, but you know. Wirelessly, you know. You know online <laughs> viruses, right? It's a real thing. So That's like next level virus. That is next level virus. You know, make sure that you have yeah. your antivirus stuff installed. Seriously, out there. Yep. Ask mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. are you running antivirus? Because you probably should. Um, mm. Something you brought up recently here, Blessing, as we were kind of talking about some of the things that we could be discussing uh, with the new year in mind. And with the new year upon us, there's one thing that most churches are doing, or maybe should be doing if they're not doing it, and that is planning. We're, we got, we're faced with 2019, and maybe you've already done planning. If you've already done planning and you're like, yeah, 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 I got this. If you're one of those people that's like, I got this, then you should reach out to us and share some of your tips, and we will pass them along. Uh, you can use the uh, hashtag CMAGCast or just shoot us an email, uh, podcast at churchmag, churchm.ag, and we will definitely share your tips. Uh, but yeah, blessing. It's the time of year to be planning. So what, what are some things top of mind that churches should be thinking about when planning, what they should be planning, those kind of things? Uh, the first big thing would be vision. I think that's the first thing I always think about is uh, often churches, um, even individuals really, um, or teams for that matter, often would start off with uh, before. I, I mean, the question that we need to be answering all the time is how does this align with our vision or our mission? Um the assumption that we can make definitely would be that, okay, cool, this aligns with our mission and our vision. That's why we're doing. But it's but it's, a, it's not a bad thing to step back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, you know, that's even something that we're going to be doing here at Church Mag as, as some different things, as some different things fall into place and some changes come along. That's something that's going to be looked at at Vision. But what, what I really like, you know, as as an organization and a team ourselves, but what I really like what you're bringing up here, Blessing, is – you're not saying you need to write a vision or a mission statement, right? Like, No, no. We're assuming that you have that. But yep. the idea of revisiting it, just revisiting it, reading it, looking at it, just thinking it through, does one of two things, I think, is, you know, how does this align with what we're planning for 2019? But I think that it should. there should also be room for the discussion of, do we need to change this? Do we need to make adjustments yeah, to our vision yeah. or mission statements? Yeah, I think over time... Uh that's I mean, one of the things that ha- tends to happen with uh, uh, whether it's churches or because circumstances change, right? Uh, your church could have been planted when uh, a city, for example, was or a town or village. <laughs> Not going right down right now, going right down to that level, could have been planted when there were like three hundred people in. In it, and the vision stand, still stands at uh, for all three hundred people in our village to you know Christ, and you know that easily become become irrelevant, you know. Um, uh, and sometimes, 
maybe God wants you to take a different direction or is steering you a different way. We all, we take adjustments as as humans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, our, our goal might be to, you know, at some point in our life is to finish school and then it's to acquire a degree and then it's career goals. Like there's personal goals and all that's changing, right? I want, I'm going to lose this weight. Well, you can't have the goal of losing 50 pounds every year. Otherwise you will disappear. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, and if, if that's your goal every yeah. year, then you need to approach that goal differently mm-hmm. because you're not getting the weight lost yeah. right yeah. and and uh, and if you have to keep changing your uh, vision or mission statement every year then that, then you also need to revisit stuff that's right cool. that's a good that's good but something has to be wrong and yeah, there's mean, a definitely a balance with that yeah yeah so 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 it is good to revisit your statement um uh and uh and I think w- sometimes even just to orient yourself, um, I, f- I feel like, uh, I mean, there used to be a, this old practice. I don't know if, well, at least in some places I've been uh, where the vision and the mission statement, you know, we put like uh, boldly somewhere uh, and, uh, you know, people can always read it in that. Um, maybe that's something to do like in all your planning is just keep that in front of I, you. I think it, because it's also a new year, I think there's a, there's a mental shift. Like, you know, you're, uh, it, it's semantics, a lot of it, but it's also a mile marker. So in that sense, it's not a semantic, right? Like a year's past. So this is a mile marker. So let's, let's acknowledge the mile micro mile marker. And I think they even taking a look at all of your programs, whether you're a church or a nonprofit organization or a club, you know, whatever it may be, to kind of take an inventory of what you're doing, right? Like how long has this person been doing this, this objective and how, you know, how effective is it? And just, just taking a look at everything that you're doing and kind of reevaluate it, you know, see if you need to mix it up. If someone, If, if someone, you know, giving people an opportunity to, you know, step down or step away or step over or, or even close something out. Like, let's say you're a church that uh, for many years you've had, let's say, f- just as an example, you had like a, a young mother's group. And over, over time, for some reason, this year, you, you, you have like, you don't have anyone that, that fits in that, or you have very few, not enough for there to be a group. So then you might need to rethink it. Like, how can we, how can we restructure this so that we can still have a group? We can still meet needs, but maybe be less niche, you know, whatever it may be, just reevaluating the situation and the the dynamics. Yeah. I like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The reflection is important. I think, um, before it's always good before you, you you set out where you're going next it's always good to know where you are um and uh and being able to say okay what have we actually what have we been doing the last year and over the uh, the last year or so uh what have we actually accomplished and what do we what do we actually take away from that uh i think there has to be some space of reflection. So you're not just dreaming forward. You have to be reflecting and evaluating and saying, um, you know, what have we actually accomplished in such instances? I think data or data, I don't know how you say it, um, then becomes important. Yeah, no, you're absolutely (laughs) right. Um, 
it's easy to look forward or, you know, what does 2019 look like? Well, the truth of the matter is you don't know what it looks like. Um, but looking back, I think you're absolutely right. It's so important. We recently did this. I recently did this with a, a team of mine. We, we reviewed what we accomplished last year and we, we compared it to the previous year's goals and we were able to see two things. We were able to see which goals we hit. And then we were also able to see what things we accomplished that were never our goals in the first place, which was very interesting and very telling, right? Because we were able to, to, to reflect, look in our rearview mirror and look at where we have been, which if you look in the rearview mirror, where you've been can tell you a lot about where you're going, okay? And so by doing that, we were then able to look at, well, where do we want to go from here? And the only reason why we could really evaluate where we could go from here is because we took the time and looked where we were at. And you can know where you're at by looking at where you have been. And so, and, and the key is, is that what we then charted for the next year to what we want to accomplish and grow as a team, we've recorded it, we've kept it, and it's reviewed every month. We look at it, we check it out, you know, are we on track? Are we hitting the initiatives that we wanted to do, et cetera, et cetera. So the next year, we can do the same exact thing. And I believe that that is key for any organization that wants to to grow and move in any direction. If you're not doing that, if you're not taking the time to do that, then you're just you're just going to sit and stagnate. Yeah, I like I like that you you bring up team that you're planning as a team. Um, and one of the things that I love about that is that um, often that's what happens in the context of many organizations is you have teams that sit and kind of look at their patch of the field. Uh, and, and it's great to do that as a unit. Uh, but in, I, I think to add on to that, I'd probably factor uh, in that you, even though you are part of that, I mean, you are a part of the puzzle, but you're not the entire puzzle. Um, you know, the puzzle will be incomplete without you, but you're not the as important as the entire, you just, we just a part, even as a team. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that I've learned, I've discovered one of, one of the dangers I remember, uh, many years ago when I was much younger <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, the danger of having another, a, a church within a church or an organization within an organization, um, by, planning in isolation as a team. Uh, I think you also need to make sure that you're drawing a very clear line. If you're a team or planning as a team or dreaming as a team, you have to be, you should make sure that you're clear that what you're doing fits into the bigger picture. Um, and and I think it's always good to make sure that you, you're, you know, you have your anchor set. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, we... we we have um, our our group, our organization has uh, about three teams ish. Okay, and we had four presentations. We had a the, the first pleasant presentation was how we were doing holistically. What did we set out to do last year? Um, what did we accomplish last year? And what we'd like to accomplish next year? And 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 then we repeated that within the smaller groups, right? Those three, those three teams. So we had four meeting or we, it was one big meeting, but we had four presentations. We had the, 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 the large circle. And then we had the, the, the smaller circles within there that then presented. So, so 
everyone, just like you're saying, Blessing, everyone was involved in that meeting. We, we talked about the whole organization and we talked about the parts. So even if, if you weren't part of another circle within that organization, right? You still heard from them and, and, and saw what they had done and where they were going. So like you said, everyone had a full picture, not only just an overview of the whole organization, but even some of the details within the smaller organizations. And what that, that creates is not only like you're saying, everyone is on the same track and moving the same direction, but it also gives people the opportunity to, to gain some insight and some perspective and maybe even see, oh, that team is doing this we should do that too, right? Because they see that's a good idea. So it's a great way to indirectly uh, mind share on, on these different things. I, I know um, the, the different team leads uh, in presenting their slideshows and, and we could all see each other's slideshows. We were influenced by one another's slideshows. We're like, oh, they have a statistic. I should have a statistic. So it was, it was kind of funny how... Edit slide. Exactly, exactly. So it kind of created Woe a... to who, who speaks last. <laughs> exactly. I mean, first, sorry. Right? So it was interesting, too, to see, even in the presentation process, the way that the team leads or the teams were able to influence each other and really help uh, raise the bar for everyone involved because, you know, it's not a competition. Um, so, yeah, great, great, great point, Blessing. And... At an individual level, like, do you think, um, I, I know whether, I mean, like, I, I'd assume that church is full, like, um, you know, especially when you have full-time uh, staff uh, or people on that you're working full-time, I, I'd like to think there's some sort of review system that goes into that. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's interesting because the the goal, I think, I think it's really great when an organization can also create a an annual goal. So this is this is something separate from a vision or a mission statement, right? This is like a theme being thematic about the year, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm. and that theme is something that can be applied personally to everyone, right? Let's say let's say you're a church and you're like, "You know what? I just really feel like this is a year where we can learn how to be more uh conversational." Right. And so everything you do, that's like a marker. So when someone's more conversational and th- this can flesh out in lots of different ways, this can be like the, the person that's responsible for the church announcements. Hey, I've got this uh, idea. Hey, great job. You're being con- con- uh, conversational or the ushers or even how you how the church interacts with the community. It can really flesh out in all separate areas. And before you know it, the entire church is then becoming what more conversational. And you can even break it down to the personal level. Right. Um where you set time aside, and this is this is an interesting concept, where, where you're actually building up your your teams and you're leaving uh, space for personal growth. And of course, th- this this looks a little bit different when you have people on staff and hired. Looks a little bit different for a job versus volunteers because you have to respect the volunteers' time. Um, but being able to focus and provide opportunity within your team um, to to go with that. So going on this completely random made up idea of becoming more conversational you might look at ways like so and so here's a book you know set time aside from you know from your duties that you do to to read this or hey there's this this cool seminar on how to do this or there's this this resource that that we purchased that you all have access to and it providing an opportunity for people to grow personally so in the end they walk away 
having having more value and having learned something on their own personally but in doing so the entire organization's level rises yeah, right yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's something that's that uh, yeah. would be really cool yeah. if more churches did as well yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that the applicability is that is that a is that a word a pre- yeah. applicability uh, you know I understand what you yeah. mean yeah. I understand what yeah. you mean so it's yeah. a word okay yeah We've made it there we go. <laughs> boom um, yeah I, th- I think that's important and and even being able to set uh, well, but this could be also a balance setting somewhat modest goals uh, I think often we you know the I, I don't remember where a friend of mine once said this to me. I don't know if that came from him or he heard it somewhere and was just, you know, kind of resharing where he was saying, we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in 10. Um, and yeah. And I think maybe one of the things I think about would be, we can, while we even talking about planning 2019, sometimes we tend to end up getting so locked into that one year thinking mentality that, that we almost like, no one said you couldn't plan for like a three year. Well, yeah, but you know, that's, what's interesting though, blessing is that what I heard was uh, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. But what's interesting is that Uh uh this is a, this is a question I pose, a philosophical question I pose to you, blessing. If we're, Mm-hmm. Yeah, if a tree falls, if yeah. we are, if <laughs> I don't know if anyone hears it, um, if, if we're if we're if we're not Sorry, overestimating what we can accomplish in a year, do we yeah. end up accomplishing as much uh-huh. as we end up in five years? You see what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's a toughie you. because yeah. I've heard it both mm. ways in the the concept of set reachable goals. And those that say reach super high goals, <laughs> right? stretch you, yeah, so you stretch, yourself. stretch yourself. But I, yeah, yeah. I offer a third option, blessing, if you don't mind. Okay, create multiple goals. Having one single goal, I think, is foolish. Yeah, and I think that if you can set multiple goals, you're going to have a little bit of both. You're going to have those that you didn't quite hit, and you're going to have those that you hit, and you know. Hitting those goals is an encouragement. Goals that maybe you made too, maybe a little bit or too big, or maybe in an area that just didn't need need to grow or a direction you didn't need to go. Um, but I think that that the the having a higher quantity of goals is more important than than having super high goals. Big big goals. Yeah. Aim for something. Many small goals is much better yeah. than one big one, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In yeah. my opinion. There's uh the book that you got me. Thank you by the way, Eric. I was uh I mean going through it today and I and I just realized, oh no. Uh I'm, I really appreciate it. Um that's uh, four disciplines of execution. Um and they talk about uh having a wild wildly important goal and then and then having sub goals to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's like one big thing you're trying to accomplish, but then for that big thing to happen, what are the little steps in between that you actually need to, oh, need cool. to fulfill? So that, that's like a nuance. That's a, a little, that's like a combination of the, the combination of those two ideas. That's really cool because you're saying, look, the big goal is this location, right? 
this location on the map and all these little goals get us there. Uh, but it takes more than one thing to get there, and we're going to do as many of those things we can. That's a really cool mm-hmm. concept. I dig that. Yeah, I dig yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what about the money? You, you've got all these goals, and obviously it's, it's going to take more than just having the goals down, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I guess I guess there would be different kinds of goals, right? Some goals require money, and some are just internal growth and organization goals, right? Um, but But that's a good point, too, because, you know, setting setting goals that are impossible that uh that's that that's a good way to rein them in like can we afford it yeah 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 yeah. um do you think every well i suppose some a budget in some ways can also be expression of some of those some that dreaming uh oh right yeah yeah. Yeah, i wonder how Uh, many i wonder how many church and organization budget meetings have have any kind of flavor or connection with the goal and planning meetings mm. I, mm. in my mind yeah. i bet those are completely siloed but they shouldn't be siloed at all those are very intricate and should be completely together that is a great point blessing that is a great point dude and i, th- I think that's also uh, i don't know how true that is but but I think there is some truth to it. And someone was saying that um, if you if you really want to know how an organization, like what you value as an organization, one of the things you'd look at is your budget. Right. I've heard that. I've heard that said about people. But yeah, it would, it, it would fit for organizations as well, too. Absolutely. Do you think everything fine should find expression, though? Like, you know, can you, um, you know, go, ahead, go go basically look at a budget and say, okay, this is what this church was or this team or these people, or this individual was trying to accomplish in the last year or this is what they hope to accomplish. I don't think that there is a causal relationship between the two, but I believe that there is a correlation between the two. And and what tips do you have for the wonderful people out there that budgeting at a when you're thinking at a team level? I think it's being mindful. <laughs> I think it's being mindful. I think that that is that that that's where it comes at, um, you know. Because it, we're talking so broadly, right? And you know, some growth depending on the organization, one thing begets another, right? So if you have church growth, you're going to, um, you know, I don't know how much then you know increase in tithe comes with that or not. That's not always a guarantee. Um, so I think that it gets a little bit more complicated uh, in that sense. But that's assuming that the church growth is your goal. That shouldn't necessarily be the goal. Um, there are other goals, and then and then I believe that the growth comes from that, right? Um, here I'm like, I guess I'm really just thinking out loud. An organization, a nonprofit organization that serves the homeless, for instance, um, you know, they can have goals, but if they don't have the funding, right, then, then they can't hit those. And so, uh, again, with, with the siloing of things, um, it, it is such a fine balance for every organization, whether it be a church or a nonprofit. The ability to, you know, like a business, you're selling a product or a service, right? So you can gear everything towards that. And then, you know, the, the success comes from the sales. And you usually have good sales because you have good product or service. And it's a, it's a fairly simple loop. But when you're talking about a an, an outreach organization, or it, it, at least churches and, and nonprofits, it should be an outreach where you're helping others and, and building others up and whatnot. Um, it, it's a little bit more difficult, you know. You could have you could have a thriving ministry 
that doesn't have the funding um, to, to be able to fulfill the need, right? Like you're doing such a great job filling the need that you've got lines outside of people asking because you have found a hot spot, right? Um, and, and I guess that's where you do need to be able to tap in and have the support let's say you're a homeless shelter, to be able to have the right kind of staffing of people that, that know how to write grants, that know how to um, tap into the local resources. Because be, being good at fundraising is not the same as being good at helping the homeless. Those are two different skill sets. And so I think it's important for organizations to, to not become too lost in the mission. And what I mean by that is understanding that there has to be somebody who can bring in support. And it doesn't have to be gross and ugly uh, because in my mind that can get very gross and ugly. I think too many churches and organizations get ugly and run too much like a business. Um, but I really firmly believe that if you are, are, are doing a good job and you're really doing something worthwhile – and you're willing to let people who are good at communicating with others and finding finding who is looking to support a successful organization, if you're willing to support those people and let them go and have them on your team, um, they can they can take care of that and they can they can work in that strong skill set so that you can focus on taking care of the homeless, right? Um, and, and this is just my opinion. This is not super fact. There are there are other resources and people out there that have a lot more experience than I, ha- I, I have. I've worked with a lot of nonprofit organizations. I've worked for nonprofit organizations. So I have, I have seen a lot of both the good and the bad. Unfortunately, I've seen more ugly than good. Um, that is why I'm so staunch in, in what I say. I believe that churches and nonprofit organizations can do a better job. I'm certain of it. I, I can't see God wanting it any other way, in my humble opinion. And I don't even know what the original question was. Are you asking like tips or something? I don't have any tips. Blessing. What are you talking about? I don't have tips, but I do have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I like that one of the things that you said, you know, you are, I mean, there's obviously God's heart in it. Um, and I think that's, if I would share anything, this is probably would be one of the biggest things I'd make sure and include that we don't get so good at planning that we plan God out of it. That's good. That's good. The, uh, um, I, I've told many of friends and, uh, I guess we'll leave everybody with this is that, um, don't get lost in the details. If you get caught up in the details, you'll you'll never you'll never do the thing that you're setting out to do. Okay? You you figure out where your destination is, right? And you let God take care of the footsteps. And the footsteps are where the details at. Because the truth of the matter is is that you can't go straight from point A to point B. There are plenty of obstacles. It's a very winding road. And there are so many twists and turns and things that we just don't really even comprehend that you just got to turn that over to God and let him take care of those details. But that all being said, we're responsible for the destination and the general direction. And so as everyone plans and thinks about these things, I, I, I can't state it enough. Think about and figure out your general direction. And yeah, God will take care of those details as they come. 
Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 